Good morning, Joe. You have your uh, woolies on this morning? Yeah, it was really getting <laughs> up early this morning. Uh, we we kind of hold off on putting the heat on until well into October. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Extra blankets, then. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, but it will be a very nice day, thankfully, uh, for a, a special event going uh, on Spear Street later on this morning. Yes, indeed. Um, this is kind of a really neat project because it uh, entails really two major initiatives. One, creating some affordable housing units, and two is historic preservation. We've taken an old, actually two old homes on Spear Street, it was slated to be knocked down under a previous development. Uh, I think one was going to reuse, another one was looking at knocking them down. Um, and uh, we felt this is a great opportunity for our Community Preservation Committee uh, to invest some dollars. And, um, you know, the Affordable Housing Trust Committee also some invest some dollars. So we, we kind of protect our history uh, in keeping the uh, integrity of the buildings on the outside so the neighborhood, but at the same time we can create some some new housing units, and I think we're in the range of about 13, uh, 8 to 13, until the architect does the final thing, um, units of uh, floorable housing, which is tremendous. Okay, and it's uh, Spear Street, which is just outside Quincy Center, so that adds to that uh, community as well. That's right. Spear Street, I know some of the neighbors have felt, you know, they've been under attack with development, so I think this is a nice message to that neighborhood as well, that we we appreciate, um, you know, what we have. Uh, with such an old, colonial, beautiful building, uh, we're going to protect that. So I think it's a nice message all around. Are the properties side-by-side? Uh, side? Are they adjacent to each other, do you know? They're adjacent to each other, correct. They're nope. two separate buildings. One's larger on the left and the smaller one on the back side. Okay. Uh, so there'll be an event this morning to celebrate that? Yes. Let's get into the details this morning, 11 o'clock on site at Spear Street. And I'm um, looking forward to it. I know that Affordable housing is excited about it. I know the Community Preservation Committee is excited about it. Um, you know, in these challenging times where we, uh, you know, see it's difficult to rent, to buy. Um, I mean, for all the right reasons, people want to live here because mm-hmm. there's, you know, good stuff going on. But nonetheless, that creates a challenge for folks that, uh, you know, live on the margins. And uh, some of the folks that, you know, don't make big money, the waitresses and waiters and dishwashers and cab drivers and, and so many others that just go to work every day to keep our economy going, um, it's difficult for them uh, to find rental properties in their range. So, you know, we look forward to, uh, this is one of many projects, you know, we, as you know, we did the Joe Finn project, we did the Tom Kiley project, we've done the Watson, we've done a number of other uh, subsidizing units around the city to help people uh, that fall in that workforce category, uh, you know, have a place to live. And uh, the fund itself, maybe if you could ex- explain how that uh, Affordable Housing Trust Fund is actually funded. Sure. The uh, the Affordable Housing Trust is funded by developers. So when a developer comes in for a proposal, uh, they can uh, include units or they can opt out for cash payments that go into the Affordable Housing Trust. And then the committee members then uh, decide on uh, how to deploy those funds and uh, what projects to invest in. So it's it's a good system. Um, it helps us to, uh, and, and by the way, you know, developers that are building housing, we need housing of all types. You know, it's not just to create more affordable, it's not just creating specific affordable units, workforce units. It's getting more units in the marketplace to kind of level things off so that the supply and demand issue where the landlords, you know, take advantage of going up on the rent every year because they can because there aren't enough units in the marketplace. So it's a combination 
of strategies really to help uh, alleviate some of these challenges we have with uh, the cost of housing. Mm -hmm. How much is the investment in this particular project? I think the purchase is around two million. Uh, I haven't got the number yet on what the total rehab is going to be. Okay, we'll uh, that, that we have an architect working on that now as we speak. So um, we'll find that out a little bit more, probably a few months out. Mm-hmm. And how is it determined who gets to live there, Mayor? That's something uh, the affordable housing trust committee will make that decision. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, one of the frustrations for me has been, you know, for the state for the units to be counted by the state. You have to follow their rules. You have to hire an outside company to come in, vet applications, uh, and then and fill it. So, for example, I was very disappointed in the Joe Finn building. Uh, there weren't as many Quincy residents in that. I want to build this for Quincy people. I'm not looking to take care of somebody from Worcester or Springfield. That's one of the rubs I have with how the state housing counts the, the units. Um, you know, if you don't follow their rules, then we can't take a Qu- care of Quincy people first. So... Um, so, you know, I'm not following their rules on this. There's no state money in this. Mm-hmm. This is our money, and uh, this is going to be for Quincy people only. Okay. Yeah, it's, I know that's been one of the concerns is that great that developers pay into the trust, but uh, but what is, the, what is the reward from that, right? Is, is How does the city benefit from that? So here's an example of that. Um, is it due to the shortage of actual yeah. housing available? Well, that's... that's certainly the, the challenge in general for the state. I, I understand where they're coming from, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's the same with the, on the public housing side. They changed the rule a couple of years ago, so there's a statewide list of public housing. So, you know, Joe Schmo from Springfield may get a unit over Mrs. Jones in Quincy, yeah. which is absurd to me. And by the way, I don't think Joe Schmo wants to live in Quincy if he's from Springfield. Right. It's, it's kind of a crazy setup, but we're uh, we're, we're doing our own thing now. We're, we're meeting the uh, the spirit of what workforce housing is and quite frankly uh, you know the state doesn't uh, have a monopoly on that we can we can figure it out and do it the question is whether they count it uh when they're doing the assessment on our numbers whether we meet the 10 percent minimal and so forth but mm-hmm. we'll deal with that okay and so the property will remain under city ownership going forward that's correct and then we'll make a decision on uh whether you know we get somebody uh whether it's neighbor works for the housing somebody that would uh you know maintain the property itself mm-hmm. We're not in that business. I don't want to create a new city department to do that. Mm-hmm. When we have uh, agencies around that do that for a living, and uh, we can work something out with them. Sure. Okay, very good. Mayor, can we talk a little bit about uh, the decision by Corey Hills Associates earlier this week uh, to withdraw the proposal for a 99-year lease at Granite Links and, and your reaction to that? Yeah, I didn't read the letter, but listening to the letter, uh, actually you read it the other night, um, you know, I, I guess I can understand where they're coming from. Um, they were looking at a potential development up there, but until the traffic stuff's really situated, um, then, you know, it, it, it's a moot point. So we're um, we're working hard with MassDOT to get that intersection, regardless of any more development up there. We need to get that squared away. So we've used, actually, some of the Quarry Hills money we get from them each year to do a major study. Our traffic engineer and, and uh, director of TPAL, uh, Allie and, and Ed are working very hard with that with our mascot partners, and we expect to have that uh, a temporary system underway fairly soon to test it out before the permanent one is is instituted. Under and according to this letter, they they do pledge to fulfill their commitments to fix the drainage of the ball fields uh, and also install signs for the hiking trail. So, do you think that? Yes. Yep. I think that's a good thing. I I think they're a. Uh, 
I think they're a good corporate partner, and they're, I think they're trying to do the right thing. And uh, you know, I'm glad we're, I'm glad they're moving on that stuff, and uh, look forward to seeing that place continue on. Do you think there needs to be any amendments to the existing lease right now? Um, that's a good question, Joe. I, it, there was so much focus on the new lease. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I can't answer it off, off the top of my head. I'd have to review it again. Sure. Very good. All right, Mayor, anything else we should talk about this morning? Uh, enjoy the beautiful day. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> it's getting to be uh, apple-picking weather when it gets to be this chilly, for sure. <laughs> it is, uh, although I do love this weather. I love sweatshirt weather, and I love fresh apples. So great time of the year. <laughs> and, uh, and it's football season, too, so lots going on, for sure. Yeah. Keep uh, if the socks let us down. Let's hope the the Pats keep it competitive, right? I'm I'm thinking more local. <laughs> We're keeping busy here with high school football. That's for sure. That's for sure. Enjoy your day, Mayor. Thank you. Bye bye.